Why, hello there. Welcome to Poldark Fancast, an unofficial podcast about the Poldark saga created and hosted by Poldark fans. My name is Rita. I live in England. I Tumblr at Princess of Poldark and I tweet at Rita Bites. You're listening to a commentary track of episode 10 of season 2 of the 1970s adaptation of Poldark. In the previous episode of the saga, Ross became an MP, Caroline announced her pregnancy, Sam entered Wrestlemania to win Emma's heart, and Hugh kicked the bucket. Now, I'm all alone this week as Michelle and I just couldn't make our schedules align. Fear not, my ability to yell at the television to myself uh, is legendary and I have annoyed many a people with it. So just settle on in and listen to me complain. (laughs) This episode is starting off with Ross in a carriage. A classic way to start an episode, really. And he's stuck with Everyone's favourite, Fatty McFat Fat. <laughs> I think they recreated this in the 2015 version spectacularly. Honestly, if he's had to suffer this all the way from London, I honestly feel sorry for Ross. The first time that's happened in. I don't know how many seasons. Oh. I'm not sure that I really trust him with uh, knowledge of babies. But then, again, the NS's baby is gonna die. Oh, snap. You sit in his pocket, the shade. Oh, nobody is sorry about that, hon. So, in the books... Oh, wait, sorry. Hashtag in the books. Ozzy spent a good part of, like, two books trying to get more livings off of the church so that he could pay for his mistresses. (sighs) You know. I just don't understand how he's gotten so sweaty and shiny a face when he's just sitting. Oh, hashtag justice for Odgers. Give Odgers more money. Oh god, the rocking back and forth is making me nauseous. Oh my god, who the fuck is this? Where's Prudy? Mrs. Ennis, where is your baby? I wonder if they're even going to show the baby or if the baby is going to die off screen because that's how 
children live and die on this show off screen. As always, that hat is stealing the show. Oh no. He's just like bellowing, Demelza! Han, you gotta give people warning before you show up. Ah, baby Sarah. Invisible, but very much loved. Oh, poor Reese. Oh, the whole summer. It really didn't look like summer outside, but you know, Cornwall. Okay, this is straight from the books. Oh my god. He's going to see his children? Oh, do not look pissy, Demelza. He is a father as well. Why are these kids always in the garden? Are they allowed inside the houses? Ooh, tongue. Tasty. Hey, look, cut a tart. Excuse yourself. As a Portuguese lady, I am all about the custard tart. Oh, wow. You should eat the cold chicken and be thankful she's not, like, feeding you. I can't think of something gross enough. Poison? Poison. <laughs> this is about to get gross really quickly, isn't it? He looks like he's about to come just from reading her letter. Oh, what is that weird tongue shit? I feel like... Oh, I feel like I need a hot shower, like a scalding one that rips my skin off. I'm not convinced they exist. Ghost children... So Demaza is super thirsty for that attention. Don't ask Drake for anything. You'll just be disappointed. Unfortunately for everyone, 
that's not a terrible arrangement, but also like, why, 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 why leave for a year? Why? <laughs> Absence makes the heart grow bored and hook up with someone else. <laughs> Riz is a dick, but it's funny. I love the light, the flickering fire light on Demelza's hair. It's just beautiful. And I realised what I said just sounded like that line from Dirty Dancing with the creepy guy. And I apologise for that, because nobody needed that reminder. Oh, for fuck's sake. This is very tit for tat. Oh, Demelza sweating a bit as so. well. Well, she's like sitting in front of the fire. He's suddenly like a very good father when it can be conveniently deployed to making his wife feel terrible. <laughs> Oh my god, Ross. God, her top lip is very sweaty. It's all I can see. There's a ghost between you, and that ghost has terrible, looty music. I fuck off, Moena. I don't know how people read books in, in candlelight. I have tried, nearly burnt the book to death, so... Oh, he's going to try and rape her again. <laughs> Why do I find him so funny? I can't help it. I really don't know who this puffy-haired guy is, but I'm just going to go with it. Wow, though. That hair is very puffy. <gasps> Monk Adelie! Why have you got such puffy hair? Elizabeth is wearing like a glorified 90 degree hem. Oh, he's got an earring. What a dandy. He's very stiff for a creepy, slimy guy. I'm not getting any kind of 
charm from him. I uh, he's not attractive. He's got ridiculous. There is something just very tacky about him. Oh, the boob wallpaper really distracting. He looks exactly like. Who does he look like? Very okay. We're gonna have to Google who he is afterwards because he looks familiar. This is when we find out he's also married to Stink. Guess who's buying a motherfucking borough, bitch? Everybody's lip is really sweaty. What's going on here? Have they bought, like, new light bulbs for all the set lights? Ugh, fucking Drake. If only he'd got his head stuck in the chimney. Who the fuck is she? Where is Prudy? Oh no. They've replaced her with who's what's her face? Marianne. Why have you created a new character for this? Is it because they made the other one like really poxy and weird? Alright. Set you up. Go make out behind a, a bush or something. <sighs> it is matchmaking. I mean, hun. She's not exactly Emma, but she'll do. And by Emma, I mean Pride, no, Jane Austen's Emma, not Emma Tregales, because I can see how that could have been confusing. He's dead now, so let's not give a fuck that I'm fucked someone else. kid is always outside. He must be getting freezing. Oh god, that guy is not helping. She is demented. It's because you're really fucking gross. 
that Doctor is finally making sense. Oh my god. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's carry. She could carry that shit by herself. That's pathetic. Like, make the bench harder to carry. I love the romantic music. Walking through the forest. Why do I always sing on this podcast? He is. Wouldn't this scene be better if he was walking behind you making fun of you? I swear to God I just saw a tar tarmac road. But they cut away really quickly. Celibacy is not a reason for insanity. <laughs> it really isn't. It would honestly make more sense if you tried to kill her than have her committed, but I'm not advocating for that. I would just like to make that clear. I think legally, I've seen so many people on this show get away with it. Mm, I'm just saying. They'd only, you know, straight jacket her every other day. But on her days off, she could go for nice walks around the enclosed garden and never ever leave. Uh, why is he putting his business up in the streets? Like, keep that shit to yourself. Here comes the Nat Pierce storyline. Brace yourselves, people. A banking is coming. I mean, God forbid he actually do his job and help the sickly. <sighs> Wow, that was a transition and a half. Oh my god, calm down, Ross. Oh, he's throwing it off the cliff. That's littering! This is how we've ended up in a situation with so much plastic in the... I know that's wood. I know that's wood, okay? But people just feel like they can fling anything off a cliff on this show. Yeah, what are you doing?
I have to say, he's not looking very hardcore with that. He looks really girly. <laughs> Just like, I'll whack it. <laughs> he has every right to fence his own land, like, legally. Morally questionable, but not like... Oh, this is fucking... This is destruction of property. I would sue his ass. Scream some sense into him, Demelza. Look what a nice sunny day it is. Let's all go to Cornwall, y'all. Group trip. Mm-hmm. Hashtag book accurate. I mean, dueling for somebody's affection has never gone well in the history of all of literature. It's over now. This is a very good scene. Fucking hell, this scene is good. This is more of a conversation than we got in the whole of 2015. Uh, that was a good scene that they abruptly cut to and then by destroyed. This is gross. Hi, Nat Pierce. What was he dying of? Was it gout? Can you die of gout? Email us at podarkfancast at gmail.com because I don't know what's going on. Ooh, ooh, I wonder who he's calling on. My bet is that it has a vagina. I'm not sure that I would ever go to somebody's house to visit someone and then just like pick up their alcohol and start drinking it. Like, dude, common courtesy. You have to at least like wait until someone asks, right? Oh, God, gross. Also, email me at poldarkfancast at gmail.com to explain why Canary is called Canary. Is it from the Canary Islands? I don't feel like the Canary Islands have the right landscape for much 
grape grown. But what do I know? That's how interesting I'm finding this scene that I'm thinking about wine instead of what's actually going on. Look at his little beanie hat. Oh, so cute. Wouldn't that slip off your head while you were sleeping? That's what I don't get about these nightcaps. Christ knows all the embezzling I did. Not to push a religion, but if you're uh, inclined to be a Catholic, you, all you have to do really is repent and they'll forgive you before you die. That's the fun thing about Catholicism. You can be pardoned for literally anything. Murder. Rape. Definitely embezzlement. Just have to say sorry enough. Don't hum me to that. I am obviously not a priest. <gasps> Cut to Elizabeth being outraged. How convenient for the Willoggins. <gasps> we wouldn't want anything to happen to Pasco's. This is actually far better explained than it ever was in 2015. Elizabeth looks just so pissed off at him. Hashtag from the books. Yeah, fuck you, Agatha. Stop casting your spells. Yep, he's spending all his money on that borough. I just have to appreciate the way he said so-called nobility. <laughs> Drag them. They deserve it. The weird bell ringing? <laughs> I mean, 
why not fuck with Ross if you could, to be honest? It's like his favourite hobby. Yeah, that's true. Another glorious outdoors scene. Everybody has the same frilly shower bonnet. Ah, Dwight. What is this? What is this music? This is not Charlie's Angels. What's with the mystery? He is not very good at being conspicuous, is he? Then again, I wouldn't ever have said that he was, given how much he was yelling at Morwenna and basically gave his entire affair away. Very in character. Uh, love that 70s lip gloss on your 18th century maidens. Han, you've already been seen by the whole village. Considering how much money she got, this is like a hovel. <laughs> Classic Caroline. Yeah. Everybody's telling him that today. Hey, by the way, he's dead. Did you know that? No, I seem to have forgotten. Well, he's dead. That's very good advice. He's not going to take it though because Ross. <sighs> I really don't want to see the foreplay. Oh god. Don't do that licking your lips thing again. Please, sweet Jesus above, save me from this. Mr. Pierce is everywhere this week. He's making that calm face all the time. Oh, he licked his lips. Oh, God.
god, just... As much as I didn't want to see the four... Oh my god, he's actually resisting. Call me surprised. Look at that conniving smile. Oh, don't ask. It's too heartbreaking. Even though you weren't unwell remotely. Where is Caroline? Can we not talk about Hugh Armitage for like 10 minutes? Let's like, like, let him go, Ross. <sighs> Let's never speak of the poetry again. It still traumatises me. Okay. And we all know what the C means. None of that sounds incriminating. <laughs> oh, please allow this to have some Sam in it. This was uh, one of my favourite chapters when we read the novel in Book Club. If you are thinking about reading the novels or rereading them, please go back and listen to our book club episodes. They were really, really fun and we went into detail. Sam! Yeah. They didn't have the budget to film this. This better not end with what I think it's going to end with. I will be crying. Like, let's have an episode where I don't cry. That's not how you re revive someone from drowning. He is dead. So in 2015, Ross gave someone the kiss of life and then I had to Google if that was period appropriate. And apparently it was. Who knew? We've been doing it for a long time. Oh, wait, there he goes. Phil Collins is there watching. He's breathing air back into his lungs.
Go, Dr. Ennis, go! I hope they do that thing where whenever somebody drowned in anything I've ever seen, they always, like, cough up water. But this guy is just going to sit, just like... Cough up water! Please. Oh, he's doing it off screen because apparently the 70s will show you some tits, but you can't see somebody vomiting water. Sam, you're a hero! And he's shirtless. Oh no. I am going to cry. <laughs> you might want to get some on your body, babes. Oh, does he have a bruise? Yay, I guess. Make out! No? Ugh. No, I don't get that. Okay. That letter made me laugh and cry at the same time in the books. Oh. It broke my heart, but it was spelled really badly. Why have they cut away from my heartbreak? Like, I want to revel in the misery of it. I wonder where they filmed the mining scenes for the 70s version. Again, if anybody knows, tweet me. Email us at podogfancast at gmail.com. Yeah, don't do, don't do it with your teeth, Hans. Heart condition. Well, yeah. I've always maintained that Dwight should tell her I like to get prepared for things emotionally Dwight's kind of handling this like a champ oh for fuck's sake
God. No! His little face! He's so handsome. She's gone to marry Sting. <sighs> oh, he's crying. This is horrible. Oh, fuck. No. <laughs> Give him a hug. I really like those teacups. Anyone want to buy me some? Hi. I'm so happy to see you. I know your child's going to die. This should be funny. You know, if I was married to a doctor, I would demand they tell me all of the secrets. Who's got warts? I want to know. I don't know why you're going to Demelza for information about children. Have you ever seen Demelza's children? Does she have them? Aren't they imaginary? Don't tell Demelza. She will give it away. Of course you do. Did anybody drink anything? Why were you pouring that shit? <laughs> Aww. This is good. So much lip gloss in this episode. Hashtag book dialogue. Oh, yes. <laughs> Oh, this is taking up too much screen time.
I mean, of course she'd be unstable. Have you seen who she's married to? Don't make this about yourself, Drake. Ah, oh, Sam, taking it on the chin. Like a champ. He's not going to be a whiny little shit like you. Hashtag get over yourself. I feel like he's using Jesus as a crutch to get over his emotional trauma, but okay, you do you, hun. That's true. These scenes abruptly cutting are, like, making me uncomfortable. Like, some scenes last way too long and then some of them are just abrupt as fuck. Yeah, I'm totally with my wife and not fucking her sister. She's going to need you to stop raping her. Oh my god, Dwight, you are the king. <laughs> That's a cute outfit. I'm not so sure about the hair. Oh my god, Elizabeth, you barely do anything anyway. You're finally able to be a hostess and you're complaining about that. You should be enjoying this shit. Everyone's sick. Oh, fuck. Of course it's serious. No one can be kept from infection. Not during this period of history, at least.
Oh my god, Ross, keep up. It's not complicated. Oh fuck. Oh Caroline, you queen. Never neglect a dog. Oh, shut up, Ross. Don't give them a false sense of hope. Oh, this is a performance and a half. Oh, what a way to end an episode. That was really, really fantastic. I feel like this season is getting better the longer it goes on. Every episode I end up being so blown away. <sighs> okay, now the episode is done. Let's move on to inbox, shall we? Because we had a lot of questions in this week. So thank you everyone who got in contact. Uh, first question was from Anonymous. Where the hell have you been? That was all in shouty caps locks for the record. Uh, lol. Then in the next episode, it jumps straight to the carriage ride home with Ozzy back from London. Uh, yeah, that was a bit bizarre, wasn't it? I mean, this show is very guilty of just jumping from random situation to another one. It would give you whiplash if you watch them all back to back. Like, wow. Um, next question was also from Anonymous. I couldn't stop looking at Demelza's sweaty upper lip. <laughs> you and me both. Uh, she more or less let Ross think that because Hugh Armitage had died, it was over between them. You know, because he's dead. She never put his mind at rest like new Demelza did. Not one of the better episodes. They're all very formal when acting. Now, I would disagree with Anonymous here that Demelza only reinforced that it's over because he was dead. In that, you know, lovely scene between them on the clifftop after Ross throws rubbish out. Uh, I think Demelza explicitly said that she has been mourning the loss of her relationship with Ross. I think regardless of you being dead or alive, Demelza would have felt the loss of Ross following her affair. I really loved that scene, actually. It really reflected a lot of the dialogue in the novels, and it was nice to see them just sitting down and having an open and honest conversation about how they were both feeling for once. Uh, didn't get that so much in the newer adaptation, I think because they were trying to sustain the rift of their marriage until the end of the season, which was Turned out to be a bad idea, if you ask me, because the show didn't even have enough time to comfortably heal those wounds in 408 due to the Elizabeth drama, and we were all a bit underwhelmed with that episode. Um, our next question, again anonymous, 
How would you describe the difference between the love Ross has for Elizabeth and the love he has for Demelza? And what about the difference between Demelza's love for Ross and her love for Hugh? Ross's love for Elizabeth is pretty explicitly explained and described in the novels by Winston Graham, uh, especially in the fourth novel. It's an idealisation of his first love, you know, filled with lots of nostalgia and almost no actual practical way of functioning in their real lives as the people they are now. Ross constantly acknowledges many times that Elizabeth would not survive a day as Lady of Nampara, and that he needed someone like Demelza to be his partner and to build a life with. As for Demelza's love for Hugh, I think that also was pretty explicitly explained in the novels, less so in the television show, as being a kind of a fleeting attraction built on a shared love of high romantic ideals and to be clear I mean the intellectual movement of romanticism not the current use of the word. Um, their romance always kind of reminded me a little bit of Marianne and Willoughby from Sense and Sensibility. The emotions are incredibly overwrought and passionate but build on nothing more than like high drama and shallow lust really. Hence the terrible, terrible poetry. Uh, Next question, also from Anonymous. In your opinion, which product TV adaptation handled better the Ross-Elizabeth night together and which handled better the Demelza-Hugh infidelity scene? I wish Michelle was here. I would love to get her opinion. Um, I think, for me, undoubtedly, the 2015 show did the Ross and Elizabeth scene better. Um, because the 70s version is just so very, very rapey. It's just disgusting. Um, so that's an easy one. I also think the cinematography and the actual scene itself on the beach of Hugh and Demelza was a lot better in 2015 than the 70s version. But I think, like, the circumstances around it and all of the build-up, um... I found better in the 70s version. Like the overall storyline and how they handled his death and everything. It was just better in the 70s version. Because I think they allow for longer scenes. It's not so like brutally cut. Which I appreciate. Um, Our next question. Also from Anonymous. Why do you think Debbie Horsfield steered away from showing the full picture of Elizabeth's death? There was no sign of the yellowish skin nor the ghastly smell that made Ross vomit. Or the yellow skin was mentioned more than once in the book. Um, at every turn, the 2015 version has tried to show Elizabeth in the best light possible. And in this final scene, they didn't have the balls to show her as Winston intended for her. For fear it might reflect some kind of judgment on her character. I think the fact that Elizabeth rots from the inside is very poetic and purposeful. She is not a nice person as depicted in the novels and because they hadn't really lent into that aspect of her character in the TV show, they kind of treated her with kid gloves kid gloves right until the very end. Okay, so next question. Attorney MSB3, 
Uh, Ross's visit to Margaret after the ball in season one and to Elizabeth in season two were triggered by Elizabeth's actions not being what Ross wanted Elizabeth to do or what life was supposed to be. In both cases, he was angry, hurt and frustrated. He had sex with both women, but love was not a factor. It was Ross's inability to accept the choices Elizabeth made and life in general. Now, in the blue dress scene with Demelza, it started the same way. He was angry and frustrated with the court's decision in Jim's case for poaching. However, Ross was able to stop himself and consider what he was doing. Ross and Demelza ended up spending the night together because Demelza went to Ross's room afterwards. The fact that Ross and Demelza spent the night spent the night together by mutual consent seems somehow very different to me, but I cannot put it into words. It seems that Ross has experienced other emotions when he first slept with Demelza that simply were not present with Margaret or Elizabeth. What do you think? I really love this question, and I think you're onto something with these comparisons. Whenever Ross is in a moment of emotional distress, he is sought to numb them with either alcohol or sex. Usually both. If he was alive today, I would get him into therapy stat. Those are some unhealthy coping mechanisms, my dude. Uh, what differed in the blue dress scene to make him stop when all the other components were there? I think the only variable was the woman, Demelza. I think the fact that Demelza was his subordinate and had essentially his ward at that point if we're talking about the novels where he had found her when she was just 13 I think um, they had established a, um, a comfortable friendship and relationship and it made him uncomfortable to think that he might ruin that and you know he wasn't willing to destroy it on a whim. Now in comparison his relationship with Elizabeth at the time of the incident, as we like to call it, uh, could be described as a friendship, I suppose. Uh, they were certainly spending a lot of time together then. But he was willing to risk that in favour of a one-night stand, which to me seems to indicate a lack of actual affection. You guys know my theory on Ross and Elizabeth, I think. Ross wants to win her, like she's some kind of trophy. And he doesn't really care about the consequences consequences of damaging his relationship with her at all, because he's more intent on patching things up with Demelza following the fallout, because I don't think he actually loves Elizabeth properly. And that's my stance on it. Ross Elizabeth stands might disagree, but hey... If you feel that feel strongly that he does love her, email us and let us know your opinion. Uh, moving on to nicer things, it's time for Poldark News. Poldark News. Poldark News. Okay, this is important, everybody. Wednesday, the 5th of June, BFI will be hosting a screening of the first episode of Season 5 as well as hosting a question and answer session with Aidan Turner, Jack Farthing, Luke Norris, and of course, Debbie Horsfield. Tickets are on sale now if you're in London and interested in attending. The website had this very brief synopsis of the season, which I thought would be of interest, so here it is. 
it's a new century. But the past casts a long shadow over Cornwall, and when an old friend needs help, Ross is compelled to challenge the establishment and question his loyalty to king and country. Oh, what fresh fanfic is this? We will find out, I think, sometime in June. Yay! Uh, next up, this is kind of the opposite of news, but Aiden Turner is not the next James Bond. Yes, I know. <laughs> Bond 25 was announced a couple weeks ago, and Daniel Craig is reprising his role as Bond. So please, sweet Jesus, can everyone stop asking Aiden about this now, please? Please. I just want to get through the promo for season five without somebody asking. <laughs> uh, but Eleanor Tomlinson does have a new role. Yay. She is going to be starring in the upcoming rom-com Love, Wedding, Repeat. Co-starring Olivia Munn, Sam Claflin, Claflin? Uh, I don't know how to pronounce that, uh, Frida Pinto, and most importantly, Jack Farthing, double the Bulldog stars. Uh, the movie is filming now in Rome, and you can see some very cute photos of Eleanor and Jack exploring Rome on her Instagram. Okay, and finally, Josh Whitehouse has started filming The Night Before Christmas. Uh, bear in mind that it's K-N-I-G-H-T. You see the pun there? Uh, a Netflix Christmas movie starring my personal lord and saviour, Vanessa Hudgens! Yay! <laughs> this cheesy-ass movie follows a gallant English knight who seeks out his true quest after a sorceress inadvertently sends him from the medieval era to present day. While there, he soon finds himself falling for a caring high school science teacher who is disillusioned by love. Um, I cannot wait. That sounds amazing. I hope it's out by Christmas. Okay, um, now we've only got recommendations to get through. I was hoping to talk to you all about my reading of The Thornbirds, but I shall save that for when Michelle returns next week. So okay I've got something um Veep it's one of my favorite shows if you don't watch it then what the hell's wrong with you please do it immediately uh the final season is airing on HBO at the moment at the same time as Game of Thrones I know what the hell in the show the former president Selena Myers uh writes a memoir about her time in office and it's ghost-written by another one of the characters, Mike. Um, in a genius move, HBO has released this book as a tie-in to the series in actual real life. <laughs> now, the book is 100% the funniest thing I've ever read, but nothing could prepare me for the audiobook. Oh my god, I almost peed myself laughing <laughs> listening to this. Uh, Julie Louis-Dreyfus performs it in character as Selena as she reads quote-unquote her, her own book for the first time and she just constantly complains throughout reading it out. She's like pointing out typos, she is refusing to read footnotes and having her assistant do it and she yells about making Mike include a, you know, Mike goes off on like random tangents about what cars he owned and has included all the highly illegal things which she can be 
arrested for doing, but has included in this book, and um, she's always like, oh, redact it, redact, get, get, get him to redact that. Uh, during the audio recording, um, my personal favorite moment was when she left to go to the toilet, and Gary ends up reading for a bit, and he just reacts in equal horror to the sales of her sexual exploits in college. She was a busy gal. Honestly, I'm describing it, but I can't do it justice. Just use one of your Audible credits, go out and listen to that, because easiestly the funniest book of the year, if you ask me. Anyway, that's all for me this time, but on next week's podcast, we'll be watching episode 2.11 of the 1970s adaptation, hopefully with Michelle, because I know you're all sick of me. As ever, if you want to contact us, then email us at podocfancast at gmail.com or head on over to our blog at podocfancast.tumblr.com and click on the little message page. Um, follow us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. We are at podocfancast on everything. And please rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts to help us reach new listeners and push us up the charts. Until next time, please enjoy this song that I want to play in honour of Drake Khan. You saw me drive by your place last Friday But don't make too much of it, it's just on my way home I didn't see the picture that you posted in this bar And when I pulled into the parking lot, I didn't see your car you
your friends I do it all on purpose Yeah That I'm the crazy ex that wrecks your life But I'm over you and everything that we used to do together My Saturday nights are brighter, I never felt better I didn't miss a beat when I heard you were seeing somebody else So get over yourself. <laughs>